everyone and welcome to Charmed, I'm sure, a Southern Charm podcast hosted by Catherine, that's me, and Yvette, that's her. Hello, how are you? I am splendid. How are you? <gasps> splendid indeed. Yes, I'm good. Fantastic. That's amazing. Well, um, I'm feeling really, really happy after last night's reunion and I can't wait for more. I can't wait for next week. Well, you did describe it as our Super Bowl, which indeed it is. It is our Super Bowl. <laughs> it is our Super Bowl. I had like my snacks. I had my wine. I pre-gamed a little bit. So yeah, this is the thing about me being in the UK because when I watch it, I watch it to make notes. So I don't get like the full effect, which is like a bit sad for me. And obviously you get like everyone watching it at the same time on Instagram and stuff. So at some point we need to do like some sort of watch when um, I'm in the US some sort of watch that we can all do together but this is indeed our Super Bowl um it, it was a very good reunion it was a really good top notch but just before we get started I really feel like only two big things happen yeah in this uh, in the, but yet it was still an intensely entertaining reunion yeah there was a lot of great one-liners there were some amazing faces some shade oh the faces can't wait for your reel Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I've already taken, like, a few screenshots. There's going to be so many Amazing. good faces. So many good faces. Before we launch in, mm. everyone needs to do the bingo. Charmo. Yes, bingo. Charmo. Um it's, it's amazing. And thank you to all the people who commented on it on Instagram who loved it. Yeah. So it was a little last minute. Catherine and I talked about doing this a while ago and then just, like, forgot. But... Uh, something reminded me at about 5 p.m. last night. So I threw together a bingo board and a lot of people messaged me that they were having fun with it. You could treat it as a drinking game. You could just treat it as like a yeah. fun activity. I'm going to make a new one, y'all, for the next reunion. So keep your eyes out. Go to our Instagram if you want to get your bingo card printed out. I love it when people sent me like photos of how far along they'd gotten or which ones they checked off. So much more fun and interactive. So I'm going to add some new things and maybe keep oh, some yeah. of the some of the same ones that we didn't get to. But eyes peeled. Keep them peeled. Well, as someone said on Instagram, didn't see the thing coming at the end of this episode. Oh, my God. Didn't see that coming. There wasn't a square for that one. Didn't have a square for the last three minutes. No, ma'am. Did not. Yikes. Crazy stuff. I mean, <sighs> at the end of last episode, I felt that, or I said I felt quite bad for Taylor. I kind of felt saw where she was coming from. Yeah, well, she just screwed that up. I have reversed significantly during this episode. I have unsurprisingly softened a little bit to Shep and some of my feelings around Shep. Um, I will say now before we get into it, if we skirt over some of the Shep stuff, I think it's more to do with me and the way I responded to it. I thought Craig was bang on I with what he was saying, um, but some of it was personally a bit triggering to me. So we may need to move on and we apologise for that in advance, but it's worth saying now rather than later, I think. I think so. So, reunion part one, season nine. What a season. What a brilliant reunion. We'll 
do the everyone coming in um madison who i think they start this at like 6 a.m you know it's like six or seven it's really early in the morning and madison rocks up looking hot as she had like a sports bra on and like a big coat and and i was like whoa madison um we've got all of the highs andy doing some sorry craig doing some eye drops um and going <laughs> Va 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 to Madison, um, <laughs> and JT is JT is hungover. Oh my god, JT is just JT. ready. He is ready to be a real freaking nutcase. But yeah, and um, Craig and his eye drops. Of course, they can't just be eye drops for Craig. They're like <laughs> they're like news broadcaster eye drops. Of course, you're so silly, Craig. Of course. Oh, so love I loved him. Thought he was great in this reunion. I really did, you know. Oh my god, he's like grown up, Craig. You know, he's like a full adult. Well, we can talk a little bit about that because I totally yeah. agree with you. Um, Austin is saying that he will not be dragged down. <laughs> Too late, mate. <laughs> Just a tad. Austin is like quaking in his little loafers, but bless his heart. Love you, Austin. Get some self awareness. <laughs> he did look cute though, but yeah. Okay. Oh, he did look cute. Also, can I say Shep, his suit in movement, I liked it even more. Yeah. I, I'm i telling you he's had Botox. Well, I also have a little inside scoop. I may or may not have spoken with his makeup artist a little bit. And shout out to her because she made him look the most fantastic he's ever looked. But I loved what Shep said. Um, Shep, Shep did not have a bad first part of this reunion. Let's see how we go. Um, but essentially, what Shep says is, so I, this is one. Of, this is a good quote. So I wrote it down. Shep says that Austin's lack of contriteness is astounding, and then he quotes Napoleon: "Never interfere <laughs> with an opponent when he is making mistakes. It's rude." And I was like, "Yeah, fair enough." Well, right. I mean, I think we see that later on. Uh, People tend but I think to, it works for Olivia and Taylor, right? That, that's what I mean. Like pe people tend to, uh, what's the word? Weave their own web or dig their own hole. Or as Taylor Swift would say, trash always takes itself out. Anyway. And doesn't it? And doesn't it? So we st Andy starts off saying hi to everybody. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. We have the usual and we whip around the group and... Shep's looking dapper and did Paige pick Craig's outfit? Like, of course she did. It was and heavily influenced. <laughs> and he calls Madison, Madison Monroe and he says that it's one of her top looks, which I would agree with. My husband walked through while um, I was watching this and he was like, gosh, Madison looks amazing. Well, she does. But thank you for, thank you for noticing so specifically, husband. <laughs> <laughs> why um, love that well 100% but to be fair the camera spent so much time on Madison and her reactions which were top notch A plus they were iconic <laughs> iconic queen little JT reference oh, there fucking JT yeah, but uh, okay so did you notice the Ariana did you think about the Ariana thing as well yeah when Andy said did you ask for tips from Ariana and I was like uh Ariana was the wronged woman in that scenario Andy. exactly but 
Taylor, I felt like this, she's playing the martyr a little bit. She's like, here I am with my scarlet letter, everybody. I'm going to own up to it. Oh, but not before you try to pin a scarlet letter on somebody else, little miss. But she did it during season nine as well. The stuff about the bra. She brought that up at least twice and there was a yeah. tawn to it. Um, I think that Taylor is mistaking... Um, accountability for something else which I'm not too sure of what she, what she's mistaken it for but to go oh I've got a big scarlet letter on me um there's no scarlet letter to be had you you bang who you want to bang it was all the line and everything which is what people try to say later this in this episode yeah yeah that's hard to get through her skull so she's not really difficult that. right so difficult and then let's talk about JT's first scene it's the it's the it's the hello it's like hi jt how are you and he's like hi i'm about to perform the first fuck boy exorcism i'm coming for you boy i'm dressing you down and austin's like oh my god you're so obsessed with me <laughs> but he is right like i, I I'm sort of like Austin has not had a good season. He actually was fine during this part of the reunion, but I don't really think he in any way, shape or form came into the hot seat. Um, So I, no. I, let, let's see how part two goes. But JT is obsessed with Austin for better or for worse. And it's hilarious to watch. Don't get me wrong, but he is. He's like so obsessed with him. His, his opening gambit, his hi to Andy was about Austin. That was his greeting. It was like, hi, I'm going to take Austin down. And even Andy had to be like, oh, hi, it's one minute in. Can you please calm down? <laughs> I love Andy Cohen. Love him. Yes, definitely. So now he talks about, we just talk about like Leva. She left Republic with the crazy kids. She's got the cameras on them. <laughs> Good luck. Um, Austin is just like so ready to move on in like any kind of direction, positive or negative. Okay. Yep. And um, now we really need to know who thinks panda bears are real. <laughs> it's a fun way to start the the whole thing. Um, and there's a whole joke about whether Craig has been approached for any sponsorship from Tinfoil, which should happen. It would be hilarious. Hilarious. You know what? So like Captain Jason got a sponsorship from AccuView contact lenses. Why can't Craig yes, have he did. why can't Craig have a Reynolds wrap ad? He should. Let's work on that. <laughs> give him give him Oh that. my god. Reynolds wrap, would you like to sponsor our podcast? Yeah, sponsor us and Craig Conover all into the manifest it. I'm manifesting it right now and I will Crossed wear over. I will wear a bloody tinfoil hat every episode for them. I'll wear a tinfoil blouse. That would be cool. I'll wear all tinfoil. Tinfoil trousers. That's a thing. Yeah. But what they go on to do is a fun little bit where they go through some theories. And I was kind of like, is Craig a conspiracy theorist or does he just enjoy a little bit of like, because con like he doesn't believe in flat earth because he flies a lot, which is absolutely fine. And the Bigfoot thing, he's like, well, we don't actually know, which is true. That's like a fun theory. Do you know what I mean? Like does Bigfoot exist? Who knows? Let's watch some documentaries. I'm not sure to the extent of like Craig, believe in some really out there wacky stuff as much as he's like oh is that true and researching it do you know what i mean like fun stuff you think he's an enthusiast you know yes Fan pandas is fun and silly but he's not a flat earther 
No, but he's so funny because he said one time on DM something about, oh, I was like, oh, do you think, like, does Craig think koalas are real? And he's like, oh my God, of course koalas are real, but not pandas. But not pandas. So he is very specific. Um, Super specific. Koalas are real and riddled with chlamydia. So there we go. Oh my Lord. What? That's true. That's true. You've got to be really careful with koalas. A lot of them carry chlamydia. Yeah. Well, just don't do it with them and you'll be fine. No, no, no. If like they scratch you or anything, you can get it. <gasps> All of this. Someone is going to message and go, Catherine is so wrong about this. What? Yet again, we're completely off point. Okay. So we got to go back. So <laughs> we got to. We got to go back to the question. So is Craig's theory on looking down into the left true about telling a lie? So apparently that actually isn't. But Craig was so right in that scenario because it wasn't necessarily about the direction that Austin looked in. It was the fact that he looked shifty as fuck, man. Well, Austin said, and this was one of the quotes I put up last night. He was like, oh, I mean, yeah, I was lying there. I mean, but I can look in all kinds of directions and still lie. It's when I'm like, oh, I loved that. And he actually didn't say lie. And he said, bend in the truth, which is something different. You out and out lied, Austin. Come on. Lied. JT pointed out, he's like, that was a lie. <laughs> oh, thank God we've got JT here to keep score. You know what, JT? He makes me think of like a robot. He is like one of those robots that's programmed. He's like a little bot programmed to like destroy Austin Kroll. And he's like going around. And like then a Terminator. Any- like a tiny Terminator. A teeny tiny Terminator. And anytime Austin talks, he's just like, must destroy. And he turns towards him and he shoots a laser beam. He's not, he's like one of those dogs. Do you remember those dogs that were really popular a few years ago? The robot dogs that like would do things and like follow you around and things yeah. like that. That's JT, but like Terminator style. Yeah, but like programmed to tear Austin apart. It's so funny. <laughs> and and Austin's just like shaking his leg to try to get the dog off of his pant leg and he the dog will not stop. <laughs> it's great. Oh my God. It's just whether Austin rises to it. If he doesn't rise to it, he'll have an okay reunion. But jt knows what he's doing and there's a part of me that does wonder whether jt actually cares all that much or whether he just knows the tv he's creating here because it's hilarious to watch it really is but austin at this point goes okay i lied and madison's like that therapy must be working right because he said he's like i might be the least honest person well who else is he gonna say he's not gonna say taylor we know he's not gonna throw her under the bus so literally he has to say himself so well let's wait and see shall we so should we go out to madison's spot the the wonderful madison yeah we're gonna talk a little about like her marriage and and she talks about how it's all good and the distance works for them and uh andy asks like about the time where austin claimed that brett was no hotter than he was and Madison is makes sure to kind of throw a little shade and she's like well Brett met Austin and when Brett met Austin he said I got nothing to worry about he's a confident man <laughs> and Austin looked super yeah. annoyed as per usual yeah 
Yeah, I mean, we get some good faces from Austin this. I, I mean, I do want to give the crown for faces to Madison and Craig, um, the the king and queen of facial reactions for part one of season nine reunion because they were both brilliant. But they talk about Brett being a stepdad and she says that the long distance actually works really well because Hudson gets some time um, with her by himself. And then we talk a little bit about that scene, which we knew was going to come up. Um, and it was really sad at the time, but with that kid who like pushed Hudson off his bike and bit him and things like that we were like what the hell that feral child Mm -hmm. yeah and and Madison says that was really really hard and then we find out what actually happened so Andy's like right did you talk to the parents and Madison was like well I tried and she says I thought it was interesting she says that she tried to get the dad tried to get the mum and the parents weren't home so basically I think what she says is that she said something into the ring cam yeah and she's like, and she took care of it. <laughs> Are you done? Who would? I can't think of anything worse. I would be like, oh my god, I'm so so sorry. I'm so so sorry. I'm so so sorry. Can you imagine crossing Madison Lacroix and her turning up on your ring cam? Oh my god. Okay, lady of that feral child that bit Hudson. If you're listening, would you please send us that ring cam footage? I will pay you to see Madison bitch you out on a ring cam. Send it over. I like, we'll come out with an arrangement. I'm not a wealthy woman, but I'll figure out. We'll we'll give you a shout out. We'll figure it out. Now, I just want to make clear, clear, I think Madison had every right to bitch someone out on a ring cam. Of course Um, she did. But, of course she did. But it just made me laugh. And um, and Austin's like, whoa. (laughs) And um, they ask Leva and she's like, oh, it's what I would have done. Okay, great. Um, And then... Andy brings Vanita in to talk about how Madison's changed and Vanita says she's got a grown woman aura and it's really nice to see. And then (laughs) this is where, like, a lot of this reunion, this is Madison's spot, but it gets brought back to Shep, which is not Shep's fault. I just want to make that clear. Andy brings Shep in and goes, does Madison inspire you to settle down? And he says, yeah, like, but I'm restless and the monotony scares me. And Andy goes, monotony or monogamy? <laughs> and Shep's like, both. That was quick from Andy. I liked that. Well, Shep's like, well, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, this is all no surprise. Like, this is Shep. No. He- it like, is it is Shep, but I feel like it I feel like he sort of in, in certain ways backtracks a little bit yeah. this reunion from here to a little bit later on and yeah. And then Craig actually says, actually, the happiest you've seen in all the time I've known you is when you were with Taylor. Yeah, and, and Shep agrees. He's like, Yeah, it was. And yeah. Ta- Taylor just looks sad and okay. Such a mess. Sure. Well, what Andy says to Taylor is, Oh, you're sneering at that. Like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, I'm happy where we are. Which maybe well, she is, maybe she is. She's dating a man named Gaston, so she has to say she's happy. So Gaston is TJ's roommate. Which I knew, but he was literally, I watched the second most recent episode of Southern Hospitality last night. And Gaston is mentioned a couple of times. Yeah. So I need to go back and watch that. We'll come back to that one. Or people will tell us. People will tell us. I know they will. But I feel like it wasn't positive is the thing. And that's why I'm mentioning it. But as he says, he is TJ's roommate. Yeah. He's probably like a rebound. No offense, Gaston. But now we get a question about why Austin felt like he needed to call Madison a bored housewife. Yeah. He just cops to it. And he's like, well, that was, you know, I was drunk and I was being rude and I need to apologize. And Madison is like, 
you know, so she's asked if she was pissed off and she's like a little, but Austin would also have to find a girl to make a wife. So she's like, <laughs> so that comment kind of came right out of nowhere. And then she's like, and plus nobody thinks I'm boring. So she shut that right down. Queen of shade. Madison Do you know what? She was, she answered it fantastically. But one of the things that I actually was also mad at Austin was for the hush, hush, telling Madison to be quiet. Didn't like that either. And the way he cussed at her. I, I watched the full cussy, the full cussy one um, this morning. And he just like shouted the F word at her a bunch. And the flashback. No, I, I'm, un, I'm unsurprised. I'm yeah, unsurprised yeah, yeah. It. And it was nasty and he was in a very specific place. I think that, again, he needs to be more contrite and more apologetic. But Madison doesn't give a fuck about Austin. Do you know what I mean? She doesn't give yeah. a shit what he's saying about her. She's like, whatevs, mate. And JT stands up for women now. Oh, here we go. Stand up for women. Bingo. I don't even care what he says. He just said a bunch of times that like Madison is good at schooling Austin and shutting him down at past reunions. And this is where he's like, Madison's iconic. And then he like. No, he said her glow up was iconic. Oh, her glow up. Because Austin's saying you can't possibly understand our relationship. And um, and JT's going, she's amazing. And her glow up is iconic. And Austin says again, like, you're obsessed with me. And it's so weird. And Madison's like, is he the man version of me? And then JT starts on with all these bat shit. Um, references. References. So he references Gladiator um, and the Emperor in Gladiator. He references Voldemort. And and Andy's like, what are you doing? And like, Big Bird. What are you doing? And Big Bird, yeah. But even like Andy's like, what the fuck? Like actually what's happening? And um, JT's like, these are movie references. He's a movie guy. He does love movie quotes and he only knows that because he's so obsessed with Austin. Stop it. It's so weird. It kind of is right, isn't it? Which is what Austin says. He's like, worry about yourself. So Andy touches on the whole like Craig Page thing, whatever. Oh, we remember that Craig can't open anything. Oh, but then we learn about the light, the bondage. So he's like, well, we always knew this about Craig though, right? We always knew that he was a fun boy in the bed. And well, we also know that Paige is also, she likes specific things, doesn't she? Like having people spit in her mouth. Oh yeah. She said that. I've heard that at least twice out of Paige's very mouth. That's been that's been spit in. So yeah, for some reason JT was <laughs> JT was discussing Craig's sexual fetishes on Watch What Happens Live. And Craig agrees. He's like, Yes, I like light bondage, very light. And love is like, oh yes, I've heard that he's adventurous and Madison chimes in. She's like, I heard that too. Everybody's heard it. And we, then, all we all we know. We all know. Good for you, Craig. You do you. Craig knows what's coming up because he says he knows we're going to talk about Shep. And he's like, Craig says, my thrill comes from the female's joy, which I thought was a great, funny, like, good and then he says, you know, it's, it's not that hard to make a guy happy, but it's harder to make a girl happy. And then Andy brings it back to Shep and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that mm. scene. So we just remember that Shep is crap in bed. And he never gets the woman satisfied. And then, yeah. You like, know, sorry to interrupt here, but you know that Craig Conover is good in bed because you know for a fact that Paige DeSorbo would not stand for it if he wasn't. And I have no problem believing that Shep is variable to bad. Right, so Taylor 
you know, verifies, like, I can count on one hand how many times I left satisfied. Um, Shep says, like, then why'd you want to get back together with me? Which was one of my questions, but probably because she's just, you know, has Stockholm Syndrome. Vanita suggests a self-help book called She Comes First. <laughs> and then I Craig, don't know. It's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if that was just on the version I watched this morning, but she was like, here's a book. It's called She Comes First. Might and be. He's like, oh, okay. It's like an intervention to teach Shep how to please women in bed. Craig full on invites him into the bedroom. He's like, I could show you, you could come do like a tutorial. And he's like, I I'm thought it was a bit more metaphorical than that when I watched it. <laughs> you know what? I feel like maybe, cause I did watch a more extended version this morning, but cause Craig actually says I could walk you through it. So Craig is like, I'm a, you know, basically a full sex expert. He doesn't say that, but that's what he means. And then he does say, you can join us so you can learn. And women only say that they are not able to get off if you're not able to figure out the puzzle. And then Craig does like a sexpert smirk. He's like, I'm so good at sex. And then Austin's like, you don't really want Shep into like yours and Paige's situation. And then Andy was like, I want to be in this situation. Andy's like, can I come in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Andy loves it. Doesn't it was he? just like one of my favorite scenes. It was so freaking funny. It was funny. It was funny. But did you notice as well that Shep was like, "Oh, my tongue gets tired." I can't. I can't right now. Um, Enjoy that image, everyone. Now, did you see the part on your version? Um, they all talk about if Austin's good in bed, and Madison says yes, and Olivia says yes. That must be in the extended version. But again, believe it. I believe it. It was a fun little scene because um, Andy was just like, okay, so what about what about you, Austin? And Austin's like, I think I'm, you know, so good. And then we are reminded that last year, he's like, remember? He's like, I don't want to bring Madison into this because she's married. But she did admit last, <laughs> year, last year that I was good. And they turned to Madison and Madison's like, I am a selfish woman in bed and I'm always going to make sure I'm taken care of. And so often never disappointed. And then Andy was like, Olivia, what do you say? And Olivia's like, I never had any problems being satisfied with Austin in bed. And then Andy looks at Taylor and he goes, what about you, Taylor? Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, Andy. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Because I would have been so disappointed. Right. And Taylor is like, I wouldn't know. And everyone's like, ooh, just a little yeah, test. Whatevs. Whatevs. So that was a good scene. Sure. Um, that was that good. is a good scene. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I love that fun stuff. And I like the fact that they're able to balance it a bit because we're gonna go back to talking about Craig again and um how well sewing down south is doing, which is lovely. And what Craig says is like, you know, we've got 30 employees with health insurance, which which is great, like lovely uh to see Craig doing so well and I think for me Craig as a member of the Southern Charm cast is the one that I root for the most and the one that I have so much feeling for and I kind of said this to him when I met him it's because he seems to have been on such a journey where he's genuinely tried to improve himself and he does have his moments don't get me wrong but it's 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 really gratifying and lovely to see and and when we get in, into a little bit later in this episode I hope that Shep can see where you can go if you're willing to do a little bit of self-improvement but we'll get there I mean Craig said it's an eight-figure company and I because I'm not good at math I had to actually in my notes I typed out I wrote a one and then I put seven zeros and then I had to analyze the number so it's valued in like the 10 million dollar 
plus range. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the other thing that's sort of pointed out towards the end is that if Southern Charm ended or if Bravo ended for Craig Conover tomorrow, he has built something and everyone says, oh, well, he only got started maybe because he's famous. Well, whatever. He got something started. Well, yeah. He got something started on the show. And if it went away tomorrow, Craig has built himself a viable company that he can run with for as long as he wants. And Shep doesn't have that. Shep has Southern Charm and that's in his trust fund. So then we're going to talk about Paige moving to Charleston. And Andy's like, show of hands, who thinks Paige is going to do it? And actually out of the whole thing, Austin, Madison and Olivia say yes. Now, I thought this was interesting because it's my understanding that Austin, Madison and Olivia are the most involved with Paige and Craig. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And Madison says, like, you know, maybe not full time. And Austin says, well, if they choose to have children, it'll be a thing. I think the thing about Paige and Craig as well is that there's a rigidity. I've said this before in their thinking that they have to be one place or the other. And they don't necessarily. Does that make sense? Even with children, like Madison's proved that I think she said that her and Brett like a couple of days apart and then together a lot of the time and and different things work for different people and yeah um it's an interesting one but then we're going to get into Shep thinking that there is not as much pressure on um Craig and Paige's relationship as there was with Shep and Taylor and I want to point out here real quick Taylor's a cast member who gets paid it's my understanding, and it's very unlikely Paige might get some sort of cut for appearing, but she's not a cast member. So why would she appear? And like, and Paige like likes to sit in bed. Craig actually says, doesn't he? Sometimes she just doesn't want to deal with it, so she stays upstairs. Also, their relationship has been on three different shows: Summer House, Winter House, and Southern Charm. Shut up, Shep. People talk way more about Craig and Paige because, first of all, they are both way more popular celebrities if you look at their followings. So that that relationship is actually way more scrutinized just because Paige as an individual is way more popular on Bravo than Taylor. And so is Craig versus Shep. So it's been on three freaking shows. How much more do they need to put it out there? It's an excuse for Shep. It's an excuse. And I like that Craig points out, he says, Shep, Our relationship is also different, though, because y'all's broke up due to infidelity. And he's like, so are you just and he says, are you really saying that it's the camera's fault? Like there was infidelity. So you're saying you could have cheated and the camera's not been there. And Shep says, yeah, I think we'd still be together. So do you know where I think Shep's coming from here? Right. It's terrible and it's awful. But I think he means if we weren't on TV she wouldn't have found out because people wouldn't know who I I was and I wouldn't I wouldn't have been found out. That's exactly Which probably probably some truth in it, right? Yeah. Which is why I'm saying about when Shep and Taylor both went, well, Paige is cheating on Craig. One of the things that we both said is, but we don't know about it because they're both big reality stars. Mm-hmm. It that's would come out. It would be there. That's just petty bullshit. And just shut up. Y'all are just, you know, like Shep's just a cheater. So be quiet, Shep. Um, yeah, but uh, Madison's face during some of this is absolutely brilliant because when Shep says we'd probably be married, Matt, there's a close up on Madison's face and she's like, shooketh. 
<laughs> she is so shook. Like her eyeballs got bigger than my eyeballs. She was like, and there's was- like when Shep says it, there's perfect silence as well. Everyone just goes. But Taylor's like, I think that's you know maybe right, yeah. And it's like, but Taylor, you would still be married to a cheater. He'd still be cheating on you. The cameras have done you a favor. They have done you a favor. So yeah, we transition. Andy starts bringing up Taylor's season-long uh, behavior her kind of interesting mm. behavior. And we start off kind of re- remembering uh, the friendship between Olivia and Taylor. And Olivia says like, yes, we did start off as friends and I was excited to showcase our friendship and like to do this without um, us being linked, you know, to our boyfriends. Like I thought we were going to start the season off as like Taylor and Olivia are single gals in Charleston, but no, my God. <laughs> bless you that did not turn out that way but um and then we're just you know andy has taylor kind of revisit like you seem so angry with shep when he came back into charleston and we we flash back to the little wedding party for madison and she's like yeah like Mm -hmm. i was okay for a minute because it was out of sight out of mind and then he came back into town and i had to like buy people dildos and then like i had to (laughs) get mad at shep and then and then Madison was like, that dildo was weird. And then... Okay. So, they're, basically, they're talking about all of these things and exactly what you've said, Taylor's like, that she did a decent amount of getting over Shep because he was out of town for so long and he came back and she had to deal with it, which is valid and must be tough. Um, and the wed- and the, the dildo yep. thing comes up and she says, what Madison says is, After hearing about your sexual situation with him, meaning Shep, maybe you needed it more than I did. Um, And Taylor was like, oh, I was trying to be funny. And Shep goes, shut up, Madison. That's what it was. Gotcha. Okay. That was it. Yeah. And um, Madison says, is saying, oh, you know, it was a bachelorette. It wasn't a bachelorette. It was a wedding. Like, I don't have a problem with it, but it was probably not the situation, which is reasonable. And she was like... And then what Madison says is actually while we're here, maybe we should shove one in Shep's mouth to make him be quiet um, after telling me to shut up. It's so rude. And Shep's like, I can't believe you can recognize rudeness. Oh, they hate each other. <laughs> should we talk about some nude photos then? I love the Andy segue. He's like, we all know that this entire group is pro nude photo and pro sexting. So why... Don't we talk about close up on Craig's face? Yeah. Why don't we talk about, but like t- Taylor of all people, why did you choose to send the nude to Whitney? Here we go. Which is a great question. And her response to me makes very little sense. Part of it makes sense. Part of it does not. So I understand the part where she said she did it to get at Shep. Got it. However, you know, if she just said, hey, I was trying to piss Shep off by sending it to his buddy. But she says, I heard that Shep and Whitney were gallivanting around Charleston, bringing women back to Miss Pat's. She says, I was being petty and I did this as kind of a middle finger to both of them by sending Whitney a naked photo that said, is this what you guys are looking for? And I'm like, wait a minute. That's not a middle finger to Whitney that's a free naked photo that he just got of a woman he hasn't even had to date like to get the photo from like that doesn't make sense it doesn't make any sense at all we have seen 
in season nine that a lot of what Taylor does is to upset Shep, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So so all of this is just a word salad of nonsense when actually the middle finger to get at Shep. If she'd have just said this, it was it was a middle finger at Shep. Exactly. Um and, and what Andy says is, well, I thought it was really bad how you were shamed. And that Madison and Vanita shamed her. And Vanita's like, no, that's not that's not what really happened. Um, it, it wasn't about the photo. It was about sending the photo to another friend in the group. Yeah. I don't think we would have heard about this if she had sent the photo to like some, you know, like C-list person that we've seen once on Southern Hospitality or something. Nobody would have cared. It's She sent it to the producer and chef's best friend. Like, and then we learned she said a lot of other weird stuff in the messages. So, well, so this is all up for debate. So let's get into it. So yeah. Madison's like, I've sent nude photos. It's not an, like, I don't have an issue. And Craig's like, what Craig says to Taylor is it's just another can of worms when you think about what we were dealing with, with you and Austin. And Madison says it was Whitney's girlfriend that told Pat. Yeah. Now, this is where it gets messy because Taylor and Madison are talking at the same time. And Taylor's Madison is explaining the scenario which I didn't really catch because I think Taylor I think they purposely made Taylor's audio a little bit louder because what Taylor says is well no one knows the whether he's got a girlfriend or not and in all fairness did we hear one single reference to it all season not that I'm aware of Miss Pat kept asking if he was going to bring a date to the parties yeah. Brilliant point. Brilliant point. She spent the whole of last episode saying that he needs to get married because she's worried she's going to kick the bucket, her words. And what Taylor is saying is if he has a girlfriend, she needs to understand that he's hooking up with everyone in Charleston. Probably true. Probably true. Yeah. So, and the whole thing about the bar and stuff is that Shep was saying, oh, it's for him to bring women back to. So, yeah, like at, at no point did anyone think this. So, what Andy asks is, did you hook up with Whitney? And Taylor's like, no, no, never, never. Thoughts? Well, that's fine. I guess I believe her. I have no reason to think she did hook up with Whitney. Right? Do do you think she did? I am weirdly in two minds. In one way, I'm like, oh, but why would you send nude photos to a man that you're not having some sort of romantic entanglement with does that make sense if shit isn't going down as it were pardon the pun why why would you do that but on the other hand we're talking about a reality tv show we're talking about taylor being so furious at shep yeah she is going some lengths to get back at him so actually i can we do a poll because i'd be really interested oh yeah we'll do a poll i genuinely don't know where to fall i don't know where to fall then add into this, I think this is where we segue into, was there an entanglement? And Leva says, I saw the whole thread and well, yeah. we're a little bit reminded about like, how much could you see? How much could you not see? And Leva says, I saw the thread. I saw you. It was dim lighting. And Taylor cannot interrupt her enough. She does not want Leva to talk. She's, mm. like, she's like, yeah, that's what I said. And I said, come one, come all. And that was it. And Leva says, no. I saw all that. I saw come one, come all. And then there was something about, do you want to hook up when we're in Nashville? Right? 
there was a, a reference to Nashville. And Taylor was like, what does that mean? I've never been to, like, I wasn't in Nashville. I'm not in Nashville. Well, she didn't even actually assert it. She asked the question. And I find that when people are being less than honest, when they say, what, when was I ever in Nashville? That's a funny, it's not an assertion. She said it as a question, which I usually think is a signal somebody's not being truthful. She goes, when was I in Nashville? For first off, we know that Taylor hasn't been truthful about many things and it's awful to say, but that's what, like if Madison said something, you'd be a bit more obliged to go, well, a bit more like inclined to go, yeah, fair enough. But when Taylor says things, we've watched her all season. Yeah. So it's a bit more difficult, but some of the language she uses is quite interesting. Like she says things like, not to my recollection. And I deleted all the messages. Now, on a reality show, who the hell on God's green earth deletes any messages that might exonerate them when you know this shit's coming back to get you? She's deleting them so she doesn't have to be asked to produce them. So exactly. The lady doth protest too much was my note. And she says, Leva says, you know, also like I saw more in this text thread and Whitney was basically saying um, to the naked photo, he replied to Taylor and said, is this you? And Taylor says, it's a girl that your friend used to stick his dick into. Um, oh, oh my no. God, that is not casual. I don't even have the words. You get, you say something Welcome about to that. season nine's ha, ha, ha. Oh my God. We had ha, ha, ha in season eight. Well, this is the girl that your friend used to stick his dick into. Welcome to season nine reunion, everybody. And Madison's um, face is iconic. Mad I'm a, I already put up a screenshot of it. It was like, uh, wow. The best faces, the best faces, and they only get better. Um, it's not good. And, um, you know, how are you doing dick-wise, Whitney? Don't answer that question. Oh, my God. JT, Defender of women, women, everyone. Are we ready for JT, Defender of Women, to jump in here and say that she is having an emotional time? On his white steed. He needs a big white horse because he's tiny. Oh, bless him. So JT says that she was going through a very emotional time and she needs some grace, which I'm a bit like, right, yeah, she, she does, but at the same time, she's really gone for it all season so like I, I i'd like to feel like i give taylor a bit of grace but at the end of the day the sum of her actions just kind of made me dislike her if this had been what she'd done was the the nudes to whitney i think i would have been like oh you do you last whatever go for it girl but with this i'm a bit like the sum of its parts are bigger does that make sense that does make sense all right so now we uh we kind of get into and i'm going to just try to summarize this part but we sort of get into this conversation that we've been saying all season about infantilizing taylor and shep again is yep. shep is trying to take um responsibility and apologize on her behalf and thank god for craig he's like shep it's kind of weird that you're treating a 30 year old woman like a child and um taylor is being robbed of her agency here and then Shep says mm. something to me that is so kind of creepy it's so weird he's like I'm just really interested in like her development overall I'm like this woman is 30 and you sound like a creepy daddy I wrote it down he okay. says 
I take great pride in Taylor's development and I always will. Okay, creepy uncle. What the fuck? It sounds like a nursery school to... Oh my God. So weird. It sounds like creepy daddy vibes, but not in a hot way. Like creepy way. Like not like hot, like zaddy, but like yucky daddy. No, there's nothing zaddy about Shep. Not zaddy. Yeah. And they all feel it. Like the way Craig was like, oh, it's kind of sad. I remember Taylor being all excited to send nudes to Shep. Like, which is weird. Was she? And Shep doesn't like it. Yeah, it was. It's a real Shep Madonna whore thing, right? Yeah. That Shep would be happy to take nudes. If I sent Shep a nude tonight, he would be overjoyed. Or maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. Oh my God. He'd but love he it. would be overjoyed at nudes. But from Taylor, no, that's my girlfriend. You should not behave like that. That's what I think. Yep. Was going on there. Um, Madison was like, oh, but you like him from random women because. I believe. Yeah, I do too. I believe that too. And I think it is. It's like he's infantilizing her. He's treating her like she's a child. And yeah, the whole Madonna whore thing where it's like, well, my Ooh. my woman is going to be a good girl. Oh, no, but it's what JT does too. Yeah. And JT's like that as well. Right. So it's just kind of sick. I don't like it. Yeah. So Shep says that about I take great pride in Taylor's development. Oh my God, pass me the sick bucket, please. Major X. And um and not and not like because it's like uh it's like it's genuinely disgusting and weird. Um and Andy's like, okay, that's not the point though. And Shep's like, oh, is it not? What's the point? <laughs> Oh, my God. So and Andy's sick. like, right, Taylor, you can deal with this shit, mate. So Taylor's like, you can't take responsibility for how I act. I am responsible for my actions, which I think might be the first time we've heard Taylor say that. That was exciting. Shep then claims to be empathetic and sympathetic. Then we talk about Taylor's new boyfriend, which is Gaston, yeah. um, who she met through TJ from Southern Hospitality. And Shep has met him. And this is the other thing, isn't it? so Shep is like well I wish them the best and Lever did you get that the... yeah so Lever whispers to JT he sounds like her dad why is he talking like that well and he sees Taylor as like his child which is creepy there is two there's there's a lot of creepy language in this honestly I would love to like go back and unpick some of the language used because Lever is right like development I am interested I take pride in Taylor's development fucking weird man if a man ever said that about me I would be so creeped out me too I would be like oh my god red flag see you later but Lever's so right and then Austin jumps in and he's like well Rodrigo told me that you were fighting at BravoCon so this is where we're going to get into it everyone so this is beautifully segued in so Shep's like well I heard that too and Taylor's like he was upset because you came up to me at the bar and smacked me on the ass and what we find out is that Shep has no recollection of this and Andy's mm -hmm. like right is it because you were drunk and Shep says yeah and Andy's like right so how would you remember doing it or not doing it and Shep's like well I don't no excuses and then what we get is a flashback to earlier in the day where Shep's like I need to say something to the group and am I okay to do that and Andy's like yeah I'm, I'm interested to know what you think about it and yeah basically what we learn without um you know, beating a dead horse here is that Shep has had a drinking problem for a very long time. 
Shep has claimed time and time again that he wants to improve. He's made, according to Craig, he's like, we've heard this 17 times that you are going to straighten your life out and that you are going to stop letting the alcohol interfere with your friendships and with all other aspects of your life. So then we also are reminded, we are reminded from Andy that, you know, Shep was so drunk that he had trouble even showing up for watch what happens live in Vegas. And we learned that Austin was really trying to cover for him and make him look presentable. And so we kind of have this whole, um, like reckoning with how bad it is as far as Shep and his drinking. Mm. So then we learn that there was supposed to be a meeting when they returned to Charleston. Shep wanted to have sort of a, a meeting of all of his best pals to like say that he was going to do better and to sort of a, not an intervention, but almost like a self intervention. And we learned that, yep. that Craig and Austin turned down that invite. And I think the initial reaction is people might think it's kind of, um, a little bit cold and maybe not supportive, but we get a pretty good explanation from Craig as to why. And we learned that Craig has, you know, like a lot of people, if you ever know anybody who's dealt with an addict or if you've ever dealt with an addict, it is a mental and emotional, it's taxing on your emotions and on your mental state to constantly be on a roller coaster with somebody where you have no control. And when you hear over and over and over that they are going to fix it and they are going to get their life turned around and you say, yes, I'm here to support you. Let's do it together. And after 20 times of that, Craig basically said, I have to step back from this because it's going nowhere good. I can see where this is headed and I need to protect myself emotionally. So he's not trying to be mean. I think he's trying to, he's like, you know, I don't want to end up with a bunch of heartbreak watching you ruin your life. And Austin agrees. Austin says, dude, I've been your best friend up here. This part, when JT steps in, pissed me off. Don't, because it, it really pissed me off as well, because it wasn't his space. It's it like, wasn't this is his space. serious it, shit. It really felt like something quite significant between Austin, Shep, and Craig. And do you know what? Andy said... Austin didn't bring it up. Andy brought it up. Andy said that Austin was really, really good. Yeah. Austin, like, tried to make him presentable, tried to get him together. And you know what? Austin can be a shitty friend in some respects and a great friend in some respects, and both things can be true at the same time. So, JT, like, normally I'd be like, ha, JT, you know, like, shut the fuck up. This is not your space. Yep. Stay out of it. Wrong time. Um, how, how wrong time shut your mouth like and i will say that at this point because as i say two things can be true at once and austin can be shitty but he can also be a good friend and actually weirdly austin seems the sort of person to me from what we've seen is when shit really hits the fan he, he he's decent which is why always have a, a soft spot for that man i know we always have a, a soft spot for that man but he does they basically you know, Andy tries to kind of help out here because Shep still doesn't really seem to understand, you know, why, why they're not believing him. And Andy, thank God, says, you know, I think they're just trying to say that, like, they are trying to be your friends. They're a little bit at the end of their rope. OK. And then Shep gets into this, um, you know, I really am ready to change. And, and I hope I mean, mm -hmm. I think we all hope he is. But he says, basically, once the music stopped, meaning, you know, once a lot of probably the Southern Charm stuff settled down, he's like, I realize I don't have anything like these boys have their podcast. 
Craig has the pillow business. What do I have? I need to turn my life around. And I, I feel all of this shame. And Craig says, or sorry, Shep says he knows he's hurting himself. Um, and he's like, I can feel my body can't do this anymore. I used to be a party animal. And, but now I just can't handle it anymore. And this used to be my identity. Now what's my identity? And it's just basically like everybody on that stage is kind of like Shep. Nobody uses the word like you're too old for this crap. But like Craig says, I used to love going out on King Street and getting wasted. And but like turn it around. It's time. It's ruining your life. And Leva says you need to find something that you love more than getting wasted, whether it's a relationship or a career. Um, and everybody, which wants, is great. Everybody wants them to get which sober. is so true. I think that. One of the things that I would flag in all of this is the um, comparison between Craig and Shep. Yes. Like, I don't know how useful that is because Shep and Craig are not the same people. I think that Craig has not lived the same life as Shep um, in the sense that he hasn't lived a life of such intense privilege. And that's not an insult towards Shep. That's not me going, eh, he's just so privileged, but that, having read Craig's book that when things have gone down, like he's had to go and work to make things better. So I think that Craig has a little bit of a different slant on it. I think that I I just, I, I really feel for Shep and I really hope that within this, because he's done it, I think that, is it Vanita says that he did it on such a stage as the season nine reunion that he, he will go, he won't go back on it. Does that make sense? But I really do feel for Shep in some ways because I, I, I genuinely believe he's an addict, but, and I think that Craig's an addict as well, but I think that Craig, has taken significant steps to change things. And as I say, I'm, I hope, but I don't know that Shep has the strength of character or the support behind him. And what's really ironic is that Shep's got all the money in the world to actually go to rehab and actually do something. But I do think it's his personality. I do think that being the good time guy is his personality and doing this and that is his personality. And how do you step away from that? And how do you be on Southern Charm when you are Shep Rose and just stop drinking? Because Craig brings something else now. He brings he brings the relationship with Paige. He brings like the clear-headed stirring. He bring he brings that and and what can Shep bring? So I struggled watching this, actually. I really thought that Craig did a beautiful job of explaining it. Like, I'm not getting rid of you. I'm not knocking you back, but I can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is really, really difficult. I felt that so strongly. And I don't know, Craig won't listen to this, but Lord, he, he did, a from my point of view, and this is very specifically from my point of view, did a beautiful job of explaining that he used the analogy of the car on the road and it's going to go off the cliff and I can't be in that car. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And that's what got me. That's where, I, that's where it got me that it, it got me it really got me there because it it's, it's so true. You, you want to be there and you want to be in the car, but you can't go off the cliff with someone. You can't do it. Yeah. And I'm sure we have listeners who are feeling that and have been there and, and that's, it's really powerful the way he said it. And it's pretty heartbreaking. I I will say that another thing he did say in all of this, even though he said like, 
I'm not sure you're going to change. I have to protect myself. But towards the end of the conversation, I loved the fact that he looked at Shep and he was like, I do love you. And I think for men to be able to tell their friends something like that, to say, I love you, buddy, like that is um, something we need to see more of. And I really liked that. And um, he's such a wonderful role model, honestly. Like, I know he's always had his faults, but who doesn't? But he, you were so right. He's such a wonderful role model. And I think that he he did a great job. He did. And, and, and Andy, I think, has known Shep for years. And we see that cutaway where Andy, I think Andy was just like using uh. it. I think Andy was using this as like, hey, I, he probably doesn't get a lot of um, openings to say anything. You don't just bring this up randomly. But he saw the opening and you heard him say right to Shep, like, buddy, you really need to relitigate your relationship with alcohol. And I think did you not find it interesting that Andy's like, what are you actually doing? Have you stopped drinking? And Shep's like, oh, no. And he also said at the end, like, this may be, um, this may be an obstacle towards you staying on the show if you can't get it together. And I wondered if that was a subtle nudge. Not so subtle, but oh, a nudge. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. Because it's like, right, if that's all you can bring to the show is getting pissed, then should you be on this show? And Shep is, like, he's a huge part of the show. Like, there's there's not many Bravo shows that carry through cast members from one to nine, and they've carried through Shep and Craig. Yet Craig seems to be doing the work. And I've got... A huge, as I say, a huge amount of, to use Shep's word, sympathy and empathy yeah. for Shep. Um, but I also share Craig's reservations because you, it, it, there's only so many times you can go through it before you're like, this isn't going to change. I can't. And Shep is still drinking because Madison does. Is it Madison that turns yeah. around to JT and says, oh, God, I thought he'd got a re he's been to rehab. I thought he'd do something. Right. And it's not that simple. But what Lever says is you're not the same as Craig. And like Craig says, I, I cut out liquor and actually I don't really drink that much anymore. Everybody's different. And some people, some people can cut back. Some people have to go cold turkey. Some people can't even take cough syrup once they've gone sober. It's, everybody's different, but you have to take those steps. And like, and that's what um, I think Craig said. It's like, you have to take that first step. And he probably needs to go get evaluated by a professional to find out what he needs to do to, to be sober. So, yeah. But this is the thing as well. Shep has got all the money and all the support in the world to do that. Like some people go through this by themselves. Some people don't have all of the money and all of the like support from family and friends. There's people who can't stop their hourly job to go stay at a fancy rich people rehab center. And and Shep can. And I wish he would. So let's move on. Do you know what, Shep? Genuinely rooting for you. Genuinely rooting for you. But I'm in Craig's camp. And I'm in Craig's camp because of life. And I'll leave it at that. Let's move on to Shep and Austin in Australia, shall we? Yeah. So this is just a little, you know, we remember that once upon a time, right before the season started filming, Austin and Shep had a lovely vacation in Australia. But uh, there's... Yeah, Austin didn't tell Shep any of the things that he should have and could have told him. I mean, I kind of don't blame him. Who would want to ruin their vacation? I'm just saying, like... I don't know if I'd want to ruin that trip. <laughs> True or false? Maybe, 
Maybe at the end of okay. the trip. Okay, I would have said it at the end. So, and then Shep, uh, this is interesting. Shep is kind of like, you know, one thing that really pissed me off watching the season back was that scene during the cigar party where everyone looked so good in their smoking jackets, where Austin was basically like, you know, I had a chance with Taylor way back when she and Shep got together. And I think if I had kind of chosen to go there first, we would have ended up together. And he, Shep thinks that's, he's like, oh yeah, our two and a half. Which it, it, it's smug. And it's smug. Austin's smug. And he was like, oh, so you think that you speaking to her first at a bar would erase our two and a half year relationship? Sliding doors, everyone. Sliding doors. Oh my God. That's like my favorite theory. And it freaks me out to even <laughs> think about. But, but it's so true. It is so true. And Madison even says, because Andy is like, ladies, what do y'all think? And I'm glad he went there. And Madison is like, yeah, I think, I think Austin's right. I think if Austin gone for Taylor, it would have been the two of them. And Olivia's like, well, by the end of this shit show, I was like, well, you might as well give it a try. Good Lord. Like, and Taylor's trying to protect Shep. She's like, no, I was captivated by Shepard and captivated by Shep. Sure. Are you sure? I was so captivated by elderly Shep and his smoothness and like his sloppy sexiness enchanted to meet you (laughs) oh my gosh there's the singing y'all you were waiting for it so anyway but yes Taylor was like Shep was always the one and no but I also do believe that at the same time like you don't have a two and a half relationship like it's not like oh it could have been Austin who I had the two and a half year relationship with like nah that's not how it works like it is I know it's not but um so now we go in and Leva starts going in on Taylor for the lies so this is where we're going to get into it now. And this is where we're going to, this is like the last three minutes. It's absolutely crazy. um, Like how much goes down at this point. Right. So Leather says, do you know what? It's not just about the fact that you messed up. It's not about the fact that you did it. It's about the fact that you lied to both of these people the entire time. And it makes all of us want to step back from the two of you. And then this is where Madison's like, that's a wrap. And Olivia's like, right, well, I couldn't say it better. And Taylor, because she's taught, been told to take some accountability by someone, is like, yeah, yeah. Like, I understand the severity of hurting a friend and an ex. And Craig pipes up at this point and he's like, right, okay. You both keep saying that the problem is that you hurt someone, but the problem is that you had this sexual desire. And instead of saying, God, no, 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 we shouldn't do that. And Taylor's like, oh, yes, it was wrong. It was wrong. And Olivia says, it's not the action that's the problem. It's the cover up and making it seem like it's our fault for not understanding. It was a drunken moment. And you lied so many times to my face. And then you expect me, and I love this, to hop on the forgiveness wagon because I didn't. You proceed to say, I am so tired of this, which I was like, yes, that's what they did. They spent the whole of Jamaica going, I am so exhausted by this. I am so tired. I was like, yes, Olivia, I am so tired of this. And of course you are because you're in the shit bed you made. And that is the problem for me. Amen. I love that she said shit bed. It is. And because it is a shit bed. 
what kind of like self-respecting woman is just going to skip along on a reality show being lied to because they think that they can pull the wool over her eyes on a bunch of bullshit. It just makes me so mad when people don't see that. So Taylor's going to jump in at this point after this and goes, to, she said, I never said that you were the problem. And Olivia's like, oh, you did. Every single conversation you had, you called Austin and said that I was well within my rights, meaning Taylor, because she did say that I was well within my rights to do this. She did say that. Yeah. Um, All that shit she said on the balcony that night. Yeah. Um, you told Shep that there was no issue and you were just a kissing, kissing bandit. That absolutely happened. <laughs> someone, and I, do you know what? I thought the subtlety of this, you told someone that we didn't even date. Um, and obviously it was, it was Taylor's brother. And I thought, yeah. oh, that was subtly done and nicely done. Um, because to say you told your brother after Taylor's brother very sadly passed away, I just, I just thought even, Olivia has the grace in that moment to do that. So you told someone that we didn't even date. Like, you're thinking that I'm trying to drag it out. And no, I wasn't. And Taylor, here we go. Are we ready? Taylor says, all I'm saying, Olivia, is forgive as you'd want to be forgiven. And then we get a load of silence. And Andy's like, what? what do you mean forgive as you'd want to be forgiven and Taylor's like forgive as you'd want to be forgiven it's so biblical Catherine it's so biblical sounding she's ready to stand at the pulpit and preach fuck this fuck it Olivia's like right go ahead and say it just say it because I know what you're trying to do and I know what the implication is I know what you were doing and Andy's like right so you're saying that she has done something and Taylor's like to a friend and a confidant which hang on before you even say what it is if I were just a casual person watching this I'd be like oh my god Olivia must have done something recently during the season What did she do this season? Maybe last season. But we're not talking about, she's not going to say something that happened this season or last season. We're going into the archives. We're going on a historical trip. Taylor is going to take Olivia. She is going to throw her not only under the bus, but a full-on steamroller. And Olivia's still going to come out better from this. So Uh Craig's like, right, just say it, just say it. And Taylor's like, the Thomas situation. Oh, she's been gearing up for this, which is what Olivia says. And Andy's like, Thomas Ravenel, which was everyone's response, by the way. I was like, well, Olivia's response. Olivia's not freaking proud of it. I mean, no, exactly. Like, oh, no, it's awful. Like what Taylor does with this is awful. Don't try and excuse yourself, Taylor. Like this is how Taylor makes it worse. She makes it worse. And I want to be on her side. And I want her to be like, because she has been fucked up by her relationship with Chef. But my God, Craig is like head in hands. Like, oh, my God. And Taylor, we get the shot, and I absolutely accept this could be the edit, but Taylor's face is like a smug little smile. Austin is wincing, and Olivia's like, I was fresh out of college, 20 years old and drunk, and I had a hookup, and I wanted to take it to my grave. Who wouldn't? But when Madison called it out last year, and we get the flashback of, of 
Madison going, well, Thomas and Olivia. Um, I said to Taylor, I really appreciate you sticking up for me, but this happened. And Olivia says, the only person I ever told was Taylor. And now she is here trying to use it against me. So Olivia was completely honest with her friend, completely honest with her friend, gave her some information that she would prefer not to be shared. That she referred to as a mistake that she made. There is a lot of disgusting stuff going on here, the Thomas Ravenel stuff. With a 50-year-old man. More than 50. More than 50. More than 50 messing with a girl who was, there's been some dispute on the age, whether it's 20, between 20 and 25. I don't care how old she was. Okay, the fact that we know that Thomas Ravenel has a history of taking advantage of young, vulnerable women. We know she was drunk. We know she regrets he it. He was at least mid-50s, five years ago. He was a family friend, meaning probably <gasps> oh! meaning probably a friend of her parents. And the fact that she feels bad about this, she probably actually like has a little bit of trauma from this situation. I agree. And we don't need to dive into that because that is Olivia's business. And it shouldn't even be our business right now because Taylor should have shut up and not brought that up. It has nothing to do with what she and Austin did. But this is, Taylor tries to conflate it because Andy, thank you, Andy, is like, right, well, what does she need to be forgiven for here? And Taylor's like, well, it's the same situation. Catherine was her friend and confidant and you lied. You didn't go to Catherine and say, well, I'm sorry. Cut to JT fucking nodding. Are you JT? No. Catherine Dennis, I don't know if you saw this on Instagram, she put up a defense of Olivia today. Catherine knows what that feels like. Like, my God, Taylor, catch yourself on, love. Like, what do you think? Do you think that people are going to side with you and go, Olivia is disgusting. She's disgusting. He wasn't with Catherine at the time. This does not make Olivia look worse. It makes Thomas look even worse than we thought he was. So there's just another <laughs> person. possible. Right, as if that's possible. And it just looks like all Taylor did was... Let's, let's evaluate the series of events here. So Taylor and Olivia were best friends. Taylor hooks up with her ex-boyfriend, lies her ass off about it over and over and over, right? Tells mm -hmm. people they didn't even date, right? Sends nudes to her producer, which fine, just weird. And then now, for some reason, because she's been called on it, decides to also drag her friend through the mud who asked for none of this for something she was told in confidence like, it's just awful. It's just awful. And her face, how as a person do you expect to make that smug face and not expect to get smacked? I, like, if I made that face, I'd be like, I'm about to get smacked. She didn't. But like, it was horrible. I mean, it's a I, right. I'm going to be really delicate. It could have been the edit. She could have pulled that face at any time. So I will. I'm just going to drop that in. Do I believe it? Absolutely not. But I want to drop it in. Um. So Leva's like, right, well, she was really embarrassed because Taylor's going, well, you didn't apologize to Catherine Dennis. Like, fuck, no, I didn't apologize to Catherine Dennis. She wasn't my friend. So Andy's like, right, well, why is this all so bad then? And Olivia's like, she's been sitting here chomping at the bit to use this against me, which I believe. Like, I'm sorry, at this point, I believe. If I've ever seen a face that is, quote, chomping at the bit, it would be Taylor's face in the dictionary. 
Taylor, how did you think that this would win the audience over? I would really love to know. So Olivia says, not, so not only have you proven yourself to be a shit friend, but you're also a shit human being too. Then Andy's like, right, we're going to take a break here. And I need to ask you a question. Olivia stands up and walks away. Does she call uh, um, Taylor to see you next Tuesday as she gets up and walks away from her? Because I think she did. I'll have to go back. I don't know. I didn't hear it. But I mean, if someone put that about I'm me not on national TV. Yeah, I, I don't blame her on national TV. Like, girl, this is what makes Taylor look so bad. So here's what a couple people have said. And I just want to explain the difference in case people ask. Some people on the interweb have said, well, how is Taylor worse than Madison? Madison mentioned this last year. Here's the difference. Madison repeated a nasty rumor she had heard which was catty. And we didn't like it then. We said Madison not should have not repeated that rumor last year about T-Rev and Olivia. That was rude. What Taylor did, and that is what caused Olivia to confide in her friend Taylor, because Madison wasn't her friend at the time. So she was humiliated. Madison repeated a rumor and it wasn't nice. This season, Taylor repeated something told while they were best friends in confidence. Confidence. She knew. I bet you, if you imagine how this came up, Olivia was probably mortified after that came out on the reunion. I bet she cried when she told Taylor about it. I bet anything. I bet she said, please never tell anybody, but like, I don't want this. I want this out in the open to you because we're close. And I just want like you to know what's going on. I'm embarrassed. I don't want people to know. And she waits a year after screwing Olivia over in so many other ways. And then she drops that because she thinks is she thinks it's some kind of life raft for her. Oh no, girl. Oh no, that's not your life raft. You're just drowning yourself. I I cannot understand in Taylor's head where she thought that she was going to win this. Does she have absolutely no... Because she must have known at this point. So we saw Austin and Craig in mid-November and Austin said, we're doing the reunion in a couple of weeks. That was the beginning of December. So we'd seen a a decent amount of the season. Taylor knew what the vibe was. She knew how people felt about her. And yet she still went and dropped this in the reunion. Like, I feel like, we'll see what comes of part two, but I feel like Austin has been very quiet He's tried not to respond to JT. He has apologised. <laughs> He's had a page to sawball treatment. And that Taylor thought that this this was going to go in her favour? What? That's like Raquel level reasoning right there. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. Um, it's devastating for Olivia that that happened. It's crazy to me that Taylor thought that was cool. Um, the reactions from the rest of the group were suitably mortified it it's gonna be so interesting where we come to in part two what a crazy southern charm is so talented at this is hitting you in the last four minutes with something so crazy you're like oh my god where are we gonna go from here so i'm gonna give it a little think we're gonna give it a little think about some of the things we might be seeing might be hearing and we're gonna fill out that bingo card we're gonna be posting and talking about this drama all week on our instagram and that way go on over there 
Get your bingo card ready once we get it posted up in the next couple days. Join in on our our gossip fest where we're all appalled um, at the last three minutes. And only one week left to go, everyone. Devastated. But at least we've got the insanity of Vanderpump Reels suppose. So we're going to be doing our Vanderpump recaps after this. And yeah, yeah do you want to you want to take us out here? Yeah, let's go. Like thank you so much for listening as always thank you for the people who are joining us thank you for it all thank you bravo for the gift that is southern charm and the season nine reunion and season nine you can catch us on instagram tiktok email all in the episode description we will see you next week for part two and my lord it's going to be insane can't wait See you all soon. Thank you so much again. Goodbye. Goodbye.